Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Dear friends, I welcome you to the liturgy of the evening of uh, 23rd Sunday of the year. Last Sunday, Israel was chosen by God to be his people and given the laws by Moses to regulate their relationship. The laws were a means to an end. However, the Pharisees saw the laws as an end per se. Jesus condemned and rebuked their approach and attitude to religion. He called them hypocrites. St. James challenged his audience last Sunday to be both hearers and doers of his, of his word. We were admonished be careful of hypocrisy in the practice of Christianity. Today, the prophecy of Isaiah in the first reading offers consolation to a people that live in fear and despondency, a people whose heart is broken. The message of the prophet couldn't have come at a better time. It was so timely to the people of Israel. God is going to make the impossible possible as the eyes of the blind will be able to see and that the deaf can hear the tongue of the mute sing for joy and the deserted places become pools and streams of water. This prophecy is awesome indeed. The prophecy of Isaiah came to fulfillment in the gospel with the restoration of the power of speech to the deaf man. The man found himself in a precarious circumstance. We can't just imagine what it means to be deaf and dumb. We cannot imagine that, that since one was born, he couldn't have the capacity to open his mouth to talk, nor to hear a sound enter his ears. He found himself in a very, very difficult situation. But as the situation was, someone begged Jesus to heal this man. And the encounter with Jesus brought a turning point. And the healing process is described in a dramatic way in the gospel of today. Jesus putting his fingers into his ears and touching his tongue with his saliva. Jesus looked up to heaven to show that healing was coming from God. 
and then spoke the words and the man was healed. Jesus' gestures are sacramental in nature as they affected, affected what they symbolized, the opening of the man's ears and loosening of his tongue, both gestures employed the use of foreign words common among the contemporary healers and suggest a sort of a magical ritual. It looks so magical that Jesus will use his spittle, using his hands to touch his ears and then his tongue all of a sudden, healing. However it was, we don't care about the method used, but the man became healed. That is the most important thing. If one was the person, the important thing is that I was made well, and that he could speak, he could listen to people talk. What could be better than that? When Jesus looked heaven, they are telling us that looking up implies invoking God. That the miracles couldn't have been possible without God intervening. And Jesus walked closely with the Father. During the breaking of the bread, 5,000 people, two, two fish, five loaves, he looked up to heaven. His gesture prayer, and then the miracle happened. Williams Buckley opines that in those days, people believed that spittle, that is the saliva, had a curative effect, that the saliva could cure, perhaps, but the whole thing is that the man was made well. Jesus has done all things well, rocked a new creation, made the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. This allusion to Isaiah 35, verses 5 to 6, as we read this evening, brings out the theological lesson of the cure, the age of the messianic salvation announced by Isaiah has arrived with Jesus that Isaiah came to fulfillment in the New Testament. A virgin will give birth. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a child. He will be called Emmanuel. It came to fulfillment with the coming of Jesus at Christmas. A lot of prophecy of Isaiah came to fulfillment in the New Testament. This miracle has a close connection with the blessing of the ears and tongues at infant baptism. The minister states, the Lord Jesus made the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his words and your mouths to proclaim his faith to the praise and glory of God the Father. In the mouths and the ears, are the capacity to speak, capacity of speech and hearing. The mouth is blessed to be able to proclaim the word of God 
and the ears to listen to the word of God to be instruments and agents of the kingdom. Monsignor Aniagu John made a pointing remark about being deaf and dumb. He noted, in common palace, when we say someone is deaf, one is really not deaf physically. We mean that the person is stubborn or he does not listen to sound advice when it is given. In the physically dumb, we mean that the person prefers to remain silent when he should speak up. He prefers to remain silent when his words will change the whole atmosphere. Don't know if we understood what the Monsignor is trying to say. That to be dumb and deaf does not necessarily mean losing the capacity to speak and then your ears to listen. But that when someone refuses to take advice, sound advice, he is a deaf person, deaf to listening to sound advice. And when we cannot speak the truth, when there are injustices around, then we are as good as dumb people. In essence, being deaf and dumb goes deeper beyond our imagination. This implies to have the capacity to talk and hear does not exempt one from being deaf and dumb. Jesus is addressing all of us today. What of those who hear and never act? Those whose life is diametrically opposed to the challenge of the gospel, they can be considered to be deaf people. Martin Luther King Jr. further observed, our lives begin and end the day we become silent about things that matter around us. Our inability to speak a word when we should speak to free people that we too can be said to be dumb. We live in a world where we virtually pay for everything that we enjoy. As the saying goes, there is no free lunch. We pay our bills in the late, to the letter. Come to look at it. God created us in his image and likeness, entrusted creation to our own care and custody. All that God gave his creatures is for free. The air we breathe, the time, 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, 30 days or 31 in a month, 50 what weeks in a year, all are given to us for free. Some are 70 years, some are 80 some are 60, 50. All this time God has given us. We don't pay rent for the years God has given to us. 
Brothers and sisters sad to say that we can easily take God's blessings for granted since they are always free. The tendency to complain and grudge without showing appreciation is obvious. Like the nine lepers in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11. The ability to express one's sentiments and feelings in words is awesome. Now, when you go to the hospital, you tell the doctor that this is where the pens is. That the pens is at the heart. You can express yourself from the deepest point of view. You tell the doctor how you feel. But imagine the deaf person, the dumb person, that cannot have the capacity to express himself. And we have all this. How grateful are we to the Most High, who has given us all the power to do all this? Do we take time to say, God, I appreciate you for what I am? Most times it is, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that. I don't have that. Our prayer is the I don't, the I don't, the I don't. The thanks, the thanks, the thanks for what God has been is always scarce in our words. This should be used, that is, capacity to speak, to defend the vulnerable and the injustices of our time. In our workplaces, a lot of injustices go on. In our families, in our churches, and wherever one finds himself or herself, that we are urged today to use our voices to educate our children, to caution, to encourage, to admonish, to support, to counsel, give sound advice to those necessary, and for the edification of God's name. Use this for the edification of God's name. The capacity to communicate is a gratuitous gift. We don't pay for it to communicate. That we cannot, we, we remain eternally grateful to God for the capacity to express ourselves and communicate with our ears. We can listen to God speak to us, can equally listen to one another emphatically, empathically, empathic listening and then without prejudice. What of those that cannot do that? So we owe God so much. What lesson can we deduce today that we owe God so much thanks? We owe God thanksgiving for the gift of our senses the ability to see, the ability to hear, the ability to feel, the ability to walk, run from one point to the other. My friend had struck not too long. When he was leaving the parish, he said he never knew God would restore back his capacity to walk again. He thought it was finished. And there is a person in the EWTN, a priest, that 
God in his own way took away his, his sense of sight. But the man is very, very sound. He's a priest. I can't remember his name. But those that are good viewers of EWTN will always see that man. He lost his capacity to sight, but he is very, very wonderful in the brain. He communicates and communicates properly. Whole life, one has not seen beauty. One has not had a beautiful music, a choir that sings. It doesn't make sense to a deaf person. How the church looks like is uh, we can, the person cannot describe it. But here we are. And most times, the more gifts we have, the less appreciation we show to God. This text is challenging you and myself that we have to be thankful to God. We have to appreciate him in all situations. We use our senses in order to glorify God. And we should respect and support those that are physically challenged. Don't have any cause to fight any person. Is it because you can see that you are fighting? We have no reason to fight. And then the physically challenged people should be supported, encouraged, so that they will find my life very meaningful. We should as well pray for them. Because they can feel as if God is being partial. Why did he give you all your senses and yet he denied him? Denied her. You can't see, you can't hear. You are in one place. You have to be supported to go to other places. They can easily feel as if God is so partial, not to have given them, but given others. But how do we use it? We that have it, we must appreciate it and apply it appropriately. Because to whom much is given, much will be expected on the last day. And therefore, we'll be accountable to our senses, to God, we should use them to the glory of God. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneanneaz.com. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.